Welcome to Adoption Now, sharing real stories of the joys and challenges of adoption. Now here's the host of Adoption Now, April Fallon. Hi, welcome to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story. I'm your host, April Fallon. I'm so happy to be hosting this show. It's such an honor. Adoption is really my heart and my passion, and I love hearing adoption stories the good, the bad, and the ugly, because I think it's important to tell the truth about adoption. There's a lot of joy and and a lot of challenges. My husband and I have been sharing about how we said yes to six babies in five years. Now, that is private infant adoption, which is a big difference than what we're going to talk about today. I'm super excited to have our guest today. We have the king and queen of foster care, Steve and Lana Wagner. They have three biological children, four adopted, And they said yes to 56 children in 10 years. What? So glad to have you both here. Thank you. It's nice to be here. So let's talk about why you got into foster care. We uh, initially began foster care through uh, special needs. Our second biological son was born with a hearing loss. He was born premature. And through all of the medical issues from his birth, he did come out with a hearing loss. And so we were looking for different ways to help him and ended up in a special needs respite care program and doing daycare. Then they asked us if we would license for foster care so that we could keep our daycare kids over 48 hours if the parents were leaving town or something. And that very first day after we were licensed for foster care, they were doing our home study. They called us with our first foster child. Wow. Yeah, that was a a shock in a way. But yeah. We got, she was a 12-year-old deaf girl is what they told us, and uh, there were actually a lot more things going on with her once we got her uh, that were pretty challenging, but it was an experience. (laughs) So my question for you and what I get asked a lot is what's the difference between private infant adoption and going through the foster care system? Uh, When you go through the foster care system, you are basically saying yes to children that do not have a place to stay at that point in time, that need a home, uh, not necessarily a forever home, a home that will take care of them, that will meet their needs, love them, possibly be uh, the one time in our case that they see Jesus in their entire lives. And uh, that's so different than uh, private adoption because in that system, you're looking for a specific child that is going to be your own. So if I was coming to you and I wanted to grow my family, what would you say to me? It's kind of interesting. People come to us and say, I don't know if I could do that, meaning have a child come into your home and then possibly have them leave. Um, But we also went into it with the mindset that we knew that was a possibility, that we took them... um, we took the kids knowing that they were probably going to leave. We actually originally didn't start doing it to, to adopt kids. That was not our intention. It was just really to provide a home for kids and give them some love and stability while we had them. And, you know, like Lana said, that might be the only Jesus, the only solid family, two-parent family, whatever, that they might experience. But it'd give them some foundation that hopefully would help them in the future. As far as... What I would say to someone who is who is talking about adoption or, or asking if it's something for them, um, 
there are so many different types of adoption out there, international, uh, private within the states, foster care adoption. Um, I would find out what their heart is. And uh, just last night, someone came to me and said they're really interested in adopting. And I said, okay, so I can give you an experience of foster adopt. What is it? Do you have something in your mind? And she immediately said yes to a sibling group from Ethiopia. And I was like, oh, well, I don't have a lot of experience in that, but I have resources. I mentioned the radio show. I mentioned um, several different organizations that we're involved in, including Chosen and Dearly Loved. We definitely have the resources to help someone explore, uh, but it may not be the same route that we took. Now, one of the biggest differences is money. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? That's a huge difference. Um, our kids came through Denver Social Services, and I think each one of them was $89 of court fees um, totally. Like, that's that's all um, it, that came out of my pocket, so to speak. And um, so the it's a very affordable way, in, in a sense. But again, you've got that possible emotional roller coaster and the different things of not knowing for sure. Just because you get a baby and think, oh, this would be a great child to have, if that's the way of looking at it. <laughs> right, right. Um, doesn't mean that's an option. And you have to kind of wait and go through the system and see what what ends up. If the parents, you know, we've had situations where we had a child that the parent went through parenting classes and did the appropriate things and got her back. Um had she had the parent not done that we would have probably tried to adopt her she was adorable little girl and and but we had her until she started talking and was calling us mommy and daddy and all this stuff and then she went back to her mom and uh, when we dropped her off she actually didn't like she wanted to go home with us because we were mommy and right. daddy. It was it was hard for even for her. We did some uh, numerous visit, visits to help her with the transition but there's some emotional um, even knowing you're going into it with that mindset, you still, there's some loss. I mean, there is. Right. You know. What an amazing gift the two of you have, really. And I say that to all parents who go through the foster care system. We all have a journey and a challenge. And for Noah and I, when we said yes to infant adoption, it was extremely expensive. I mean, I'm talking at least $25,000 base. You should have that saved up. If you're thinking about infant adoption, you should have access to that amount of money. One of our children cost almost 45000 and that was domestic infant adoption. That is so expensive compared to an $89 bill <laughs> that you just said, but it's a completely different road. And for me, when you share the stories that you've been through, I think I could not have had a child call me mommy and then hand the child over. That's just not where I am emotionally. And I think people need to be aware of that. We believe as Christians that love is enough. I'll just love them. I mean, <laughs> even me, I heard all the right things. I believe that too. And I brought that little boy home and life was upside down. Let's talk about that when people say, well, I'll just love them and it'll just be perfect. They'll go along with my family. It'll be wonderful. Well, we have uh, one daughter that we absolutely love and adore but she actually came through the system there were three adoptions that did not work for her um, and she had been in the system since she was five years old she was 11 uh, came to us as a foster child and um, we were supposed to be a temporary 
placement for her while they found a place in um, a more institution setting because she was not attachable in their in all of the th studies that they had done with her. Um, and we did kind of go into it with the love is enough. Um, Steve definitely believed there was something that was salvageable in her and wanted to um, wanted to give her that place. And it turned our, our lives upside down. She was, um, she had to have chaos in order to feel like, um, like things were okay. And she would, uh, would do anything to make that happen. And it was really tough on us. How did the other kids react? After the, our first foster child, we made a decision that our family would always come together and agree um, on each child that we had, you know, th or that we would take. We would um, kind of, for lack of better terms, try them out f over a weekend or overnight or something. And then our family would get together and talk about it and decide, is this the best si situation? With Selena, I kind of had to talk them into it because I just felt like there was, I couldn't see putting her in an institution. I, there was too much, there was something inside of her that I just felt um, we could, I don't know, save her, that's not really the right word, but we could have a positive influence on her. Um, after we had her for 30 days, they came and said, well, would you be interested in having her as a foster child until she's 18? And I said, no. No, if we're going to keep her, she's going to be a Wagner. She'll be a part of the family just like everybody else. Because I don't, I didn't, with everything she'd already been through, I didn't want her to be the foster child or that, you know, that kid that was different. And, you know, the our other kids, I think, they felt the investment was worth it, I guess, or they bought into my, you know, what I saw in it. Uh, it was a struggle, no question about it, because she was very... She was older than some of our kids, and so she was a bully and would threaten them with different things and such. And they were afraid to tell us because then she was going to do something to them, you know. So there right. was some there was some tension in the home that we actually weren't even aware of at the time. Um, now we talk to all of them and find out the truth, you know, when they're in their twenties and thirties. Right. But uh, yeah, it's it it was a it's our toughest adoption for sure. Our toughest. Addition. What would you say to a family right now who is fostering a child? They love this child, but it's chaos in their home. They haven't finalized yet, or maybe they have finalized, and they're just struggling. Well, I think I actually did say something to you about that. <laughs> um, resources, but as far as they're listening right now. Um, this is the thing. You can be a wonderful home. Had we really known because a lot of what happened um, this was many years ago there were not the resources that there used that there are now um, and we didn't even have until after Selena was adopted we did not even have any of the uh, counseling uh, information and stuff that she had been through it says right in all of her paperwork that she would do best in a single child home and we threw her into a home of at that point in time five other children so it's not always you're you may be a stepping stone i'm not saying god had grace and he got us through a situation and selena has 
absolutely she's doing the best she's ever done. But it may not be the best situation and and you have to look at what it is best for the child and use the resources you have and sometimes make a really tough decision. Lana is also referring to telling me advice on a little boy that we brought home and if you've heard that story we told it a couple weeks ago but Jax and he had severe reactive attachment disorder and she was the one who came over and said sometimes this works and sometimes it doesn't and honestly that is the hardest thing to hear because you think that this child can grow and be with you and really in our situation it was not the best for him yeah and we felt like we were failing him and actually by finding the right family for him we gave him life and isn't that funny how that can work out sometimes? And, you know, there are times where God just calls us to stand up and, and fight for that child. And they are your, your child, but it is very difficult. When we come back, we are going to talk about the four adoptions that they did finalize on. And we're going to talk about interracial families. There's a lot of questions and just a lot of buzz about it. And we have the perfect guests to address that because their children are now older and can tell from an, you know, an adult perspective what life was like growing up with white parents. So stay tuned. You're listening to Adoption Now. Sedalia is listening to KLTT, the mighty 670. Hello there, loyal listeners. I'm here to remind you to like us on Facebook. You can stay more connected to shows and events. Just go to Google and type in KLTT Facebook, and we're the first link that comes up. God bless. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Galatians 5, 22-23. Faith and Family Radio, KLT Denver. Welcome back to Adoption Now. I'm April Fallon. Today I have Steve and Lana Wagner joining me. Thank you so much for being here. It's wonderful. Yeah. I love your hearts and your anointing to fight for children. It's really a very special calling that both of you are in it together. I always say, got to be in it to win it. And if you're just tuning in, this family has three biological children and four adopted children. They adopted three African-American children and one Hispanic. So tell me how that has changed your life. <laughs> we're looking at each other like who's gonna say uh i i mean it's, it's changed my life i guess the the afro-american and hispanic and white doesn't really mean anything in our family um so that part hasn't changed my life but having seven kids of course has uh it's wonderful i mean i when i was 18 years old didn't want any kids I was a musician and thought I was going to be a rock star and had no interest. And um, when I met Lana, she said she wanted six kids, and I thought she was joking. But anyway, today we have seven. Um, it's it's been incredible to to be able to you know each child that's come into our lives has you have a different relationship and different experiences, of course, with each of them because they're all people and um, they've each changed my life in great ways as far as just challenging me, helping me grow, helping me learn. Um, I've learned probably more about unconditional love and, and acceptance and things for my kids than anywhere else uh, because of how they love and accept each other. 
I love talking to the two of you because we are also an interracial family. We have two African-Americans and one Colombian. And life is different. I, I agree with you in the sense that in our home, life is not different. We teach the culture of our family and our family values, and we don't see color. People say, I don't believe that. Well, we don't. These are my children. I, these are my yeah. kids. I don't see them as, oh, I have this African-American child. It's when we go into public that things become challenging. Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, I think that... Um I think that first off, I need to say that sometimes I think people look at me and think that I'm a little crazy in regards to the fact, because even myself... Everybody looks at you <laughs> like you're a little crazy. Um, I, have, um, I have such an incredible draw to, um, to African-American children, um, especially little babies. And it was before I ever imagined that I was going to adopt um any children let alone uh, interracial but our, my first uh experience with april i ran up to her aj was very very small and i ran up to her and was like can i hold your baby and she did, had no clue who i even was crazy white lady <laughs> um but when you're out there, I mean, I have I have looked at people and um, when they're staring at us and we're out to have dinner and we have one of our um, African-American babies with us and they're just like, what's with these white people, two white kids and a black baby? And I looked at them because I, I it, it irritated me. And I felt I needed to defend the situation. And I just looked at him and said, ah, he's the mailman's. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't stare at us anymore through our time at dinner. That is so funny. You do start to think of comebacks because if you're thinking of adopting outside of your race, you will be stopped. Somebody will come up to you and tell you you're doing the hair wrong. The skin is not lotioned enough. And in Colorado, it is so hard to keep <laughs> skin from not looking ashy. And you just get tips. And sometimes they're so nice. And sometimes they are so ignorant and rude and you can't believe somebody would say that in front of your child do you have a story for that i'm sure um, you do i have well, a million many 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 times um the funny thing i think elderly people because this is not as it wasn't as common in their day um a lot of a lot of them will come up and say oh i think it's so nice what you're doing for those poor kids and yes. they have this mindset that we're, you know, like taking in refugees or something i don't know it's just a, a different mindset and it it kind of makes me smile. I mean, I don't I don't look at it as that. You know, I've gained way more than they have, in right. my opinion. And so, um, but we've, gosh, you go all kinds of places and people will look at you, especially in Douglas County. You know, they're having Afro American kids. Um, you know, when Dominic was a freshman, I think there were like three, three of his type. You know, in the school when he was a senior, there was eleven. He came home and said, "There's eleven of us." Um, so it's a county that you're not going to see a ton of of kids like ours or family like ours. And, uh, you know, people will definitely, like Lana said, you know, they'll come up and talk to you. And sometimes they, they're, and the same thing too with, with having Crystal in a wheelchair. 
that's really weird for people because they're not used to that. Right. And sometimes they'll act strange or they'll, you know, we also have Steve who's hearing impaired and we speak in sign language. So we've got a lot of stuff that people don't understand or, you know, aren't used to. You guys are so, fun to yeah, watch. Our family's just kind of <laughs> one of those like, what the heck is going on over there? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that. You have Crystal and then you have Dominic and Aaron and they're brothers. They're half brothers. They have the same mother and different fathers. Yes. Okay. And then the fourth girl. The fourth girl is Selena, and she's black and Hispanic. Okay. We we got Dominic when well, Crystal was was four days before her second birthday. Dominic was forty days old as a crack baby, so he came home as a preemie. Um, that was when we could finally get him. And then Aaron was uh, thirty four days old, and uh, Aaron was classified as an alcohol syndrome. And then Selena was 11, and she's, she was bounced around the system, like Lana had said, and had a little bit of baggage when she came to us. I can't even believe that about Aaron. So I personally know your children, and when I tell the story of AJ, how he was supposed to never walk or talk, people just can't believe it. And I do think that loving a child can change their life. It's not the answer for everything, as we just talked about, but it does change a lot of medical things, I've noticed. And some people say... Oh, I would just, I have to say no. I mean, I was one of those people. I have to say no to all like imperfect things. I, I don't want drug exposed. I don't want special needs. I want the perfect baby. And you know, if you say no in those situations that God has brought up for you, you don't know the end of the story. That child sure. actually might be completely fine. Mm -hmm. That child might not be fine, but that child is your child. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you have to learn and grow and God's going to do something in you. So just going out there, with preconceived ideas of what you would say yes to and no to and your adoption path is going to look like this. It doesn't always look like that, yeah. as we know. It doesn't happen the way you think it should. Um, the other thing, we've never, we don't label our kids or tell them the labels that doctors and other people put on them. Um, I never told Dominic he was going to be, he's a crack baby, you know, like as he was growing up, because then he would start being a crack baby, if that right. makes sense, you know. Um, you don't, to me, labels are are unimportant in the outcome of a child because I, I believe that God can heal anything. And we've seen incredible, I mean, Aaron has no issues, you know, that he was supposed to have. Uh, Dominic doesn't either. I mean, Dominic might have some stuff from concussions and football, right? <laughs> some of that stuff, but we've never had any issues at all with our kids and the, the labels that were put on them when we got them. So yeah, Crystal was not ever supposed to be able to walk and have no bladder control. And um, and that's what we were told when we got her. We just didn't tell her that. We gave her opportunities to be able to do things. And when she saw the other babies begin to walk, she was like, I'm not going to be left behind. Right. And she walked for many years um, before she got to the point where she was just... Um, her legs could not hold her weight, but we're still believing for her complete and total healing. So all of your kids are adults now, except for you have one child in high school, but now they can turn to you and say, hey, mom and dad, this is how I feel. This is what I think. What I love about your family is everybody's very close still. And so as an adoptive mom with little kids, I'm praying, please teach me what you did so that my kids will love me and stay with me and we can all be a family and they know that I love them no matter what. I think that's huge, knowing that they're loved no matter what. Um, it has not been uh, without struggles and ups and downs and children making bad decisions. Uh, but through that, 
being there, being that parent that cares, whether it's a biological children, child or an adopted child, they need to know the unconditional love of the father. And um, there were times that I just wanted to give up. I wanted to be done. This was too hard. I would find ways, um, get into their world. And uh, for a long time with Dominic, he would shut down completely. But the only thing we had in common was football. Um, and I learned more and more about football because that was the one place I could sit with him and talk and he would open up. So whatever it is, don't have preconceived ideas because they won't work. I think that that is so amazing across the board, really. If you can find that one common denominator with anyone, no matter what lifestyle they're living, no matter what, you just accept them for who they are, their sins, because we're all Absolutely. sinners, and you push them to be the very best that they can be in what they're good at, right? Train a child the way they, they should go. And when they're older, they will not depart from you. Exactly. And everyone says, oh, it's, that's Christianity. Yes, but it's also train them in what they're good at. And when they're older, they'll turn around and say, thank you. Yeah. I wasn't lost in my 20s. I knew what I was good at. And I always fell back on that. One of the things I love that you always tell is, Steve, Dominic wanted to be you. He, he wanted to be a firefighter. He wanted uh, to. He's he's always kind of followed in my footsteps. Um, when he was a little kid, uh, I remember one Christmas video we have that we saw not too long ago, looking back at it, and asked him what he wanted for Christmas, and he wanted to be a drummer and a firefighter. And uh, he's an incredible drummer, and he was a firefighter for EMT, firefighter, all that for uh, five years with my the agency I'm a part of. And anyway, he. He's followed all kinds of things that I do, and he's he and I have just been super close. Um, music is all is a huge thing with Aaron and Dominic and I. Um, also, Nikki. Also, there's yeah. Most of the kids have dabbled at least, but these guys are they're professionals. I mean, they're incredible musicians, and so that's always been a really tight bond for us too. Um, yeah. You brought that out in them, and I think that is what is so special. You know, we said that people ask us. Mostly to Noah, they'll say, how can you love a child that's not your own? Hmm. And for women, I think it's easier for us. We just love everybody. But Noah always looks at them and he's like, they are my own. These are my children. And my son acts exactly like me. God somehow paired us up. And I was always meant to be his father. It came a different way. We didn't expect this, but I am his father. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's there's no, um, gosh, I... I've never looked at them as not being my own. I mean, I I think I'm closer to Dominic and Aaron because I spent the time with their infancy that I didn't have with Steve because he was in the hospital. Um, he was so preemie and everything. He was in the hospital for 99 days before he came home. So that first three months I didn't have with Steve and that closeness. And then um, because he went through that, he wasn't a lovey and touchy and huggy child because he didn't have a lot of that. Um, so I was actually closer you know, to the, the two boys, without a doubt, and Nikki. Nikki was, yeah, spent a lot of time with her. Um, last night when I was talking with the lady that, that asked about adoption, uh, Aaron, we were at our church, and Aaron actually came up, and I introduced them, and I jokingly said, and this is one of my bio kids. And Aaron <laughs> cracked up laughing, and he said, yep. He said, my dad always Aaron says, too. my dad always says, I have his brown eyes. <laughs> I love having you guys on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Steve and Lana are really special people. And I know that you listening, you're also thinking, hey, maybe I would like to 
adopt. You know, this might be an option for our family. You can get a hold of them on our Facebook page. I'll have their family, their family picture, everything on there that you want to see. I'm sure you're dying to know about what their kids look like and all of that. So you can visit us on Adoption Now on Facebook. You can also visit us on the website at adoption-now.com. Thank you so much for joining Adoption Now. I'm April Fallon. I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us for today's Adoption Now. If you would like to tell your story or for more information about Adoption Now, visit the website at adoption-now.com or find it on Facebook. And join us next week at the same time as we share another adoption story on 670 AM KLTT.